the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along today, the Wednesday edition. We are happy that you are with us today. This is another national, unofficial national day of mourning. I believe what happened yesterday in Texas... um, some people say, well, it's, it's too soon to talk about the politics. It's too soon to talk about all the things that are around it. I, if not today, then when do we talk about it? Uh, children are still dead in Texas. And how do we have a conversation about this? Kathy, uh, good to see you. Uh, I just, uh, I don't have an answer. No one has an answer. It's a very uh, ugly, sick, messy day. Yeah. All I can hope for um, from our show the next two hours is that I hope that the conversation that we try to have um, is the things that we most need, which are honest words, um, words of comfort and solace from the Word of God, but also words of conviction um, leading us down a path of repentance. Um, but we want to have a conversation that can include your point of view. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I think that, um, we've only injured ourselves in America by making it, um, seem like there's only one way to think about this and there's only one thing to do. And there's not one thing to do. This to get to a, a horrific situation like this, there are multiple triggers, um, and I, that's not a pun. It's just that there, it's cause and effect. There are many things that have contributed to something like this, and so just you know, enact gun laws. I think that could be part of it. I don't. That's not the whole thing. There are strict gun laws in New York, and look what happened in Buffalo. Right. So that's so. I, I guess what I'm saying is, let's resist the easy answer, and let's be respectful with each other and how we talk about it, and maybe search for a combination of things that might shed some light on this really, really horrible day. And as disparate as we are as a country, I think we can all agree that the murder of children—first yep. grade, third grade, fourth grade, whatever whether they're children in, in high school, kids in college, or elementary school, is a sp- black spot on our country that we allow this to happen again and yeah. again and again. America is known for a lot of things, but I think if you would be outside the country and you ask a lot of people what America is known for, one of the things we're known for is mass murder. And how can we live with ourselves if that's the case? How does this go on? This is the path we're on. Something's got to change, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. 
Something's got to change. Something has to change. What? This is the world that we want our children to grow up in, our grandchildren? I think all people, whether you're pro-gun or no-gun, that you, you want to see this country thrive and mm-hmm. be compassionate, empathetic, brave, and true. The things that we hold dear, that we say American greatness. Well, on a day like today, once again, that we are here at this table where children have died senselessly, mental health issues or not, something has to change. And you have to start to have that conversation without finger pointing, without anger. But something's got to change because this is a complete and total miscarriage. It's a carnage. It's a... I mean, God's got to look at us and go, get it together. Get your act together, people. And I think the church in many ways has to be in the well, front lines yeah, of this conversation. I, yeah, I feel like uh, the God is the only one who knows the true heart of the matter. And that's what we're having a hard time agreeing on in America. The heart? The heart of the matter. We don't, because there are... You know, the people who are saying it's all a gun control issue. And then there are people who are saying the guns don't shoot themselves. It's and, a mental health issue. And guess what? They're both right. Mm-hmm. They're both right. Um, it is a mental health issue. And it's a spiritual issue. Mm-hmm. And family it's issue. a social media issue. And it's a family issue. It's all of these things together. But other countries have all of those same problems. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And they're not afflicted as we are right now. But it's like a dog chasing its tail. We know this, right? There's a mass murder. Everyone recoils in shock and horror. We go into a gun conversation. We go into a mental health conversation, a political conversation, a spiritual conversation. And then nothing happens. It fades away. And then you think, oh, gee, it's been a while since there's been a mass murder. Well, look, I mean, a mass murder just happened in Buffalo how many days ago? Right. And then this murder happened yesterday. And then, and then you know, time fades away, and then we get comfortable back in our own political spheres. And then it happens again. We've seen this. I mean, we've been doing this show for a long time. How many times have we had this conversation, let alone how many times the conversation has happened across the country? It's again and again and again. And we don't change. Nothing changes. So what the results are going to be the same. Anyway, as we always do, Kathy, kick off the show by giving us news stories of the day. So please, without further ado, give us the top four at four. For Wednesday, May 25th, 2022, we all know that the top story is what happened in Texas. Um, and we'll continue to talk about that on today's show. But let's come up with Let's not come up with, let's talk about four other things that are on the minds of people today in the news. Number one, ever since former President Donald Trump lost in the state of Georgia during the 2020 presidential election, he has sought revenge against the Republican incumbents there who he blamed for not helping him overturn the results. And yesterday, uh, Mr. Trump lost again in Georgia with his endorsed candidates losing in their Republican primaries for governor, for secretary of state and for attorney general. Um, those weren't the only races, of course, that voters decided on Tuesday. Um, there are a rundown of winners and losers that you can see in any news outlet. Uh, I will highlight a couple, though. Georgia's Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger won his primary, um, despite the fact that Mr. Trump uh, 
uh, specifically came out against him. Um, the Georgia governor who stood up to the former president, Brian Kemp, that was also a hotly contested race, ended up easily defending um, his challenger. Uh, Mr. Kemp will face Stacey Abrams, the Democratic nominee who he narrowly defeated four years ago. Um, also, Herschel Walker, the former football star and a Trump Act candidate to represent Georgia in the Senate, defeated a crowded field of Republican rivals. Also, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, who always ends up getting a lot of publicity, won the Republican primary for her House district in Georgia. Number two. Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny will be transferred to a high-security prison after losing an appeal of his new nine-year sentence for fraud and contempt of court that was levied on top of a two-and-a-half-year sentence he was given for violating the ter- violating the terms of his probation. He's in prison. Oh, about that. That's from the dispatch. Number three. Former reality TV star Josh Duggar will return to federal court where a judge um, could sentence him up to 20 years in prison. Actually, I just saw before the show started that he was sentenced. Yes, Josh Duggar has been sentenced to 12 and a half years in prison over child sexual abuse materials. Um, You might remember Josh Duggar, whose large family was the focus of 19 kids and counting on TLC. He was arrested in April 2021. Is that enough bad news for you, John? Keep it going. Okay, I'll give this. I have one bit of good news. Number four. The Steelers announced today that Omar Khan has been promoted to GM of the team, replacing the retiring Kevin Colbert. Khan is 45 years old, one of the six finalists for the position, and one of two in-house candidates under consideration. Omar Khan has been in Pittsburgh since 2001, so congratulations to him. And that is your top four at four. Very good. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, Pastor Josh Brown is with us. Josh is a regular guest on our show. We do not grieve as others grieve who have no hope. That's straight ahead. It's the Wednesday edition of The Ride Home. Stay with us, please. One hundred one point five WORD. It's frustrating to work for an incompetent boss. At times, his weakness makes us want to take control. Ahead from Chuck Swindoll. Hey, you pushing somebody out of his job? Let God open the door. God will put you where you ought to be just at the right time. You don't have to manipulate that. Chuck Swindoll is drawing powerful lessons like this one from the story of David. Listen this week to Insight for Living. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. So I found a new fear last week. I walked into my doctor's office and there was nobody at the front desk. Just one of those little silver bells that said, please ring. I crept my little finger up to it, trying to just barely touch it. But sure enough, it sounded like a giant air horn going off. It's Ryan. And the goal of this commercial is for our faith and family mortgage team to say, don't be scared to smash our bell. Maybe you're thinking of buying a new home, but you don't know what the exact details would look like. Maybe the value of your current home has skyrocketed the last few years. Most have. And so you'd like to see what it would look like to cash out some of that newfound equity to use for life. We chose Word FM specifically, and we're committed to super serving this station for the long haul. So ding that bell away. No question is too dumb. No pressure will you ever feel. We are United Faith Mortgage. We pay $1,000 of your closing costs on new home purchases. Whew, that's a lot. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. 
How does the loss of memory affect our spiritual life? How can the church more effectively care for families touched by Alzheimer's? Find out June 16th as Trinity School for Ministry presents Experiencing Alzheimer's, Forgetful but Not Forgotten, a special event with Dr. Carol Harold, M.D. By improving our understanding of the changes in thinking and behavior caused by Alzheimer's, we can more effectively address the needs of those with it. Cost just $25. Register now at tsm.edu slash interterms. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred for all mechanical systems. Heating and air, our team has got you covered. Maintenance, service, installs and repair. Call us when you need comfort. Online at TMSCHVAC.com. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred. As a veteran media sales professional, a six-figure income is within your reach. I'm Andrew Pawaski, General Sales Manager of Word FM. Here at Salem Media Pittsburgh, we offer highly experienced sales and marketing professionals like you all the support and tools necessary to reach your earning potential through custom on-air campaigns, unique events, and over 50 social media and digital products. To learn more about our open position, please email me at andrew at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media is an equal opportunity employer. Pastor Josh Brown is with us from Belfield Presbyterian Church in the Oakland neighborhood here in the city of Pittsburgh. Josh, a regular guest on our show. And Josh, grateful that you're with us here today on, uh, again, an, another very sad day across the country. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well, and it is a day like that, but uh, I'm glad to be here with you guys. Thanks again for having me. Our pleasure. So, Josh, h- how do you look this at, at this? I'm sure, you know, as the news came yesterday, uh, it's like I said a little earlier, it's like a dog chasing its tail. We've been here before. And of course, like a lot of us, we have kids. We see ourselves placed in that situation. Our children are no different than the children who were murdered yesterday. Uh, at the same time, we are believers in Jesus. So our worldview is a little different. How does it, how do you make sense of all this or do you? Uh, it's not, not perfectly. Can you make sense of it? And I think that's one of the, um, things to remember. Some some of the impulses that I think we have in moments are like like this are to maybe go to either end, one end saying, I'm going to explain this away perfectly, and I'm going to be able to give you a detailed rationale for what happened and why, and answer all of the questions that are out there, and, and I don't think that's possible. I don't think we can do that. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, maybe I think we go a little too far if on the other side we say, well, there's, there's nothing we can say at all. Um, I don't, I don't know. That's also a place that Scripture directs us. So it's hard. It's really hard. I think there can be a great kind of draw towards either one of those to just throw your hands up in total despair and not have any kind of response or to think that uh, we can perfectly explain this away and answer all the questions and uh, shine light into all the little kind of dark places there. So um, it's hard. I think those are those are draws to, towards both ends, and, and I don't think that Scripture gives us that, um, but it certainly tells us ways that we can respond. That's fair enough. I remember being out in uh, at Saddleback Church uh, a decade ago, maybe, Josh, and um, Rick Warren was uh, preaching, and he was talking about how he, re- he had been going through a situation in his life where there was a lot of success at the church as far as things moving forward, and a lot of people uh, coming to know 
Christ and how it was just such a thrilling thing to see. And at the same time, his wife was diagnosed with breast cancer. And he said that that was the time in his life he learned that life wasn't a series of ups and downs, um, but suffering and joy were like railroad tracks, that they were... They always exist very close to one another, but they happen at the same time. Um, and that's uh, part of learning to live in on this part of um, reality. And so I wonder about that, Josh, what the scripture has to talk to us about the fact that we fully experience both things and people can, you know, people can be experiencing great joy today while other people are experiencing great pain and often in the same life. Yeah, there's Kathy, when you said that, it reminded me there's a Ugandan theologian named Emmanuel Katongali, and in one of his uh, works, he said that uh, in the Psalms in particular, that the, the Psalms of lament and the Psalms of praise are like the twin sisters that mm. go walking hand they go walking hand in hand. Sometimes mm. they're singing, sometimes they're weeping. Um, and I think that, that that image just came to mind. His, yeah. uh, I may I may have <laughs> not gotten that quote exactly right, but that's a that's a paraphrase of his quote. And I think you're right. You do see both of those things, particularly in something like the Psalms. And we've talked before on on your show here together about how something like the Psalms gives us such a breadth of human emotion, uh, showing us that yes, these, these are all the kinds of things that you will experience in life, and sometimes they're very raw, um, and sometimes they don't answer all of the questions, but they are also, they also just don't turn a blind eye to what's out there and pretend that those aren't the things we experience in life. Right. Uh, there are times we can see very good things. There are times when we see very horrible things. Um, and it's hard to, to figure out, I, I, you know, a verse that came to mind that I've been thinking on a little bit throughout the day today is Proverbs 25.20. And in Proverbs 25.20, it says, uh, whoever sings a song to a heavy heart is like one who takes off a garment on a cold day and like vinegar on soda. Hmm. And what it means by singing songs to a heavy heart is there's another there's another impulse that I think a lot of people have in the face of some kind of a tragedy like yesterday uh, to to want to offer some kind of optimistic comments like everything's okay or it's going to be okay or some even kind of just spiritual platitudes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think it's because we don't know what to say and we think it's helpful to maybe say something that is really always not in those moments. Uh, and what the proverb is, is saying there is, is doing that is... When it says it's like taking off uh, a garment on a cold day, it's, it's kind of like saying to someone, you don't really have a problem. It's not really, you're not really facing a difficulty here. It kind of it can give that impression, or we know what vinegar and soda do. Everybody has their middle school science projects, right? You put yeah. those things together and you just, you got a mess on your hands. And I think what it's saying there is sometimes you just need to acknowledge, yes, this is a very hard and heavy thing. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to pretend like it's not. This is a very hard and heavy thing. And at the same time, and Josh, you know, you're a pastor. People look to you, right? Uh, here we are on a talk show. People tune in to hear something. But the heart is so complex. How how are we to navigate through this and try to make sense of it? Well, a lot of time, the heart just wants to flee, right? I, I mean, I yeah. you, you don't have an opinion. You uh, an opinion. You don't have any words of wisdom, you know, as a pastor or as a talk show host or just, you know, a regular person. Sometimes it's too much to bear. So sometimes trying to make sense of it doesn't really matter because there is no sense to be made. You're exactly right, John. Um, you're exactly right. I, and I think that that's an important thing to recognize. I think it is important to recognize that uh, I, I can't fully explain this or make sense of this or answer all of the questions, um, but there are some things that we can do, and I think that 
some of the uh, some of the things that we that we can see in Scripture, some of the ways to respond in moments like this are, for example, uh, you, you know, you look in Job chapter two, and it says that it says when Job's friends heard about all this evil that had come upon him, it says they each left their own place. Uh, they went to him, they sat on the ground for seven days and seven nights with him, and no one said a word because they saw how great his suffering was. Mm. I think one thing to do is just to be willing to sit with others in the midst of their suffering. That's not an easy thing. It's not a pleasant thing. Um, but if, you, if anybody knows the story of the book of Job, too, that was, that was the best thing the friends did. After that, when they started opening their mouths and trying to give him all kinds of advice is when it wasn't helpful. Yeah, then it went downhill. Um, yeah, it really did. It really did. But I, that that is, I think, something, a step that can be taken. Just just be willing to, it says they got up and left where they were and traveled to him. They, they were willing to just go and be with someone who was in the midst of suffering. And that, that's a profoundly important step to take. That's one thing. Um, another thing that I know we have discussed in the Psalms and other places is that it, when, it, when it is appropriate, weep and lament. Um, you know, the shortest verse in the Bible is arguably the most powerful one, too. It just says Jesus wept. He, he knew that he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead. I believe, I believe he knew full well he was just about to do that, and yet he still wept mm-hmm. because of what was being experienced at that time. So there are times when weeping and lamenting is appropriate. It is the most appropriate thing to do. Um, and another thing is, is, I think, to look ahead to the judgment and justice of the Lord. Um, mm-hmm. a, again, I feel like I'm referencing the Psalms here a lot, but it's, cause it's such good. a good resource for this. So many times you see how long, O oh Lord, and and uh, crying out for that, but reminding that there is a day when God will set to right all the wrongs in this world. There is a day when uh, justice, God's justice, will be fully established, when His judgment will be fully issued forth. Um, and that that should be. We don't always think of those things as comforting things, but they should be in the times that we look out and just see the wickedness and evil of this world to know that those things will be addressed fully, perfectly, finally by the only one who really can do those things. And that's not meant to generate, I think, a sense of escapism from us that we just sit back and say, well, God will take care of it someday. I do think we're supposed to work in the ways that he's called us to now uh, to bring about, to bear witness to those things, but they will be fully and finally dealt with. And mm. that, that should be a good reminder. That's good. At the same time, where we are today, this moment, I think a lot of people listening, I'll include myself, there is a sense of despair and hopelessness. Mm-hmm. Because we, we see this repeated. The yeah. cycle. Yeah. Yeah, there is. And uh, I don't, I, yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I know I'm your, one of your callers in today. I don't, I don't have a quick and easy. No, right. No, You're like us, Josh. Yeah, because there isn't one. Uh, there isn't one. Yeah, there, there isn't. That, and that, that's kind of the point. There, there isn't one. It's acknowledging those things for what they are, not, not pretending that there's something different than they are. Even acknowledging the sense of despair that you're feeling is an important part of it, uh, to not try to pretend that it's something other than what it is. Um, to be able to weep and lament when we need to do that, uh, and to know that um, it's not now, and I wish it was now, I wish it was today, um, but these things will will be fully and totally and finally uh, addressed, and God will God will do that. I know I know that sounds like uh, just kind of like wishful thinking to some people, or like you're just kind of pushing it off into the future. Um, 
I don't think it's that. No, I don't think so either. And, and you know, you hear people say, "Well, yeah, more thoughts and prayers. More, th- you know, thoughts and prayers don't yeah. work." And of course, we've heard that you know, ad infinitum, right? The the phrase "thoughts and prayers," and so that's what Christians offer up, or you know, society will offer up. And you think there has to be more than thoughts and prayers. But I, I can't control this. I'm lost, like everybody else, wandering in, in you know, in grief and sadness today. And so, you know, to, to the idea of sitting. I think to me is a powerful thing, Josh, to sit either alone or with others in suffering and go, personally, I got nothing. I got nothing here. And so your, your response is basically, I got nothing, but I'm going to the scriptures and the scriptures will provide me with something. I think that, yeah, they give us some directional markers at least. And it's, there, there isn't a, yeah, you're not going to be able to look up a, a verse that says how, what are the specific step-by-step responses you should take in the face of a mass shooting like this. I mean, you won't, you won't find that, but you find these directional markers that I think will, will show you that this is, what it, this is what it looks like to respond in these moments of grief and tragedy and sorrow and suffering. Uh, and, and I think that it takes, it does take some, I mean, take some some discernment, some wisdom to try to figure out, all right, what's that look like exactly in this one? And you're right, John. It's uh, you know, thoughts and prayers are not. It's not, that's not meaningless. That's not an empty thing. But it, even even you know, James even says, "Faith without works is dead." There there has to be something that we are doing that does actually validate and confirm the things that we're professing to be true and that we believe in. So that there has to be something that shows itself. Uh, in the ways that we are responding that shows that we actually believe the things we're professing to be true. Lastly, Josh, I, you know, I was thinking as you were talking about platitudes earlier that um, for people who are listening to the program who are uh, in the uh, what I would call the Christian subculture, I would say you know, now is not the time, as you said, for easy platitudes, but even more so, I think we also need to remember that we are um, viewed – through a lens of a lot of institutional abuse right now by the general culture. And so it is even more important, I think, that we are actually act like real people and not, you know, be handing people simple answers for something that's as complicated and gut-wrenching as this is. Yeah, I think you're exactly right, Kathy. That, that, that I think, is perhaps maybe why that verse from Proverbs was coming, yeah, coming to yeah. mind just for me on those things. is, is the, Again, that image, singing songs to a heavy heart, is, is offering just something that's kind of just a, a passing little, well, there's going to be some good that's in this. You just can't see it right now. And forever how, forever how true that might be, that's not the, that's not the first response to offer. Uh, that just comes across as dismissive. It comes across as singing a song to a heavy heart or... You know, some of the other things we say that maybe maybe there's a good impulse that we have behind it, but I think it's wiser to be able to just acknowledge um, the things for what they are and to say, no, this is this is horrible, and I'm going to weep with those who weep, uh, like Romans tells me to, and I'm going to mourn these things, and I'm going to pray about these things, and I'm going to call out to God, and I mean, I'm going to echo the final prayer that we see in the entire Bible, which says, come Lord Jesus. Come Lord Jesus. Um, and those are a fitting response, rather than coming in and pretending like, I have all the answers, um, I've got some you know, easy solution for you, or I've got some little uh, you know, expression or phrase or whatever, that as long as you just hear this, um, you'll come to a good and right understanding, and you won't worry about these things anymore. Hmm. 
That's Josh Brown, Belfield Presbyterian Church. Josh, tell us about Belfield. We are located right in the Oakland section of the city of Pittsburgh, right in the middle of the University of Pittsburgh, near to Carnegie Mellon and some of the museums that are, are right down there. Um, and that, that's the that's a community where we find ourselves, and so we try to do a lot of work in caring for and supporting that community and reaching out to them with the love of Jesus. Um, we're about to move into our summertime schedule. A lot of churches do some stuff like that, so through the summer we'll have a 10 a.m. service and a 5 p.m. service, um, as well as a bunch of other things that are going on you can find on our website. Very nice. Josh, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for stepping forward today. You offer us some solace, and uh, even in the midst of the uncertainty and unanswered questions, we certainly welcome your presence here. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for what you guys are doing, and I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, Josh. Josh Brown, Belfield Presbyterian Church is in the Oakland neighborhood. Okay, so when you think about this, I say you, listener, how has yesterday's shooting affected you? Is it a heart matter? It's a head matter, a social matter, a political matter. Have you made any sort of headway in this when you think about this? I mean, what Josh is saying resonates with me in Job too, right? Mm -hmm. To sit with those who are in suffering. I mean, I don't have, like I said, I don't have anything here. Mm -hmm. Certainly we need to talk about this. The conversation has to produce some, some fruit, some wisdom, some insight, something. I don't know. Won't you call us? 800-320-8255, 800-320-8255. Are you navigating through this in some way that makes sense? Or do you come up empty? What do you have? We'd love to hear your conversation, your voice in the mix of this. 800-320-8255. We'll take a quick break. And won't you please join us here on The Ride Home for Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. This is 101.5 Word FM. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. The credit card debt happened when my daughter was born. I was using one credit card account to roll over into another credit card account, and it was snowballing. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. When I first called Trinity, the representative understood the need based on the situation. They were great people to work with. From the first phone call that I made, They had me on a track to mitigate the credit card debt. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. Working with Trinity gave me the ability to save thousands of dollars. My name's Doug, and thanks to Trinity, I'm debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. That's 1-800-936-5496. Urban Impact Foundation hosts the 10th Annual Man Up Pittsburgh Conference, June 11th at Victory Family Church in Cranberry, 7.30 to 3 p.m., a day to encourage men in their calling to love God, their wives, their families, and the fatherless in their communities. With Ryan Shazier, Mike Tomlin, Tony Dungy, Ed Glover, and over 25 powerful speakers to help you maximize your impact in your home, neighborhood, and city. Man Up Pittsburgh, June 11th. Register at manuppittsburgh.com. Your local radio stations are here for you. No subscriptions or monthly fees necessary. We're here to give you the news, weather, and traffic you need and the music you love. But if the foreign-owned record labels get their way, it could stop the music. 
They want Congress to force radio stations to pay them more money simply to play their music. Don't let radio go silent. Text LOCAL to 52886 and tell Congress to protect local radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. I love seeing the transformation of a smile. There's a reason patients love Dr. Megan Stock. Voted Pittsburgh Trib's best of the best dentist in northern Allegheny County for the second year in a row. You don't have to do full mouth rehabilitation to really transform a patient's life. For a patient to be able to smile confidently and be happy with their own smile. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. Stock Family Dentistry, Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Sharing sides is good. Getting enough so you don't have to? That's finger licking good. Choose three large KFC sides, like secret recipe fries or creamy mac and cheese with eight pieces of tenders or fried chicken when you get KFC's Side Lovers Meal. Order now on the KFC app. Prices of participation may vary. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Partly to mostly cloudy skies for tonight with a low of 59. Variable cloudiness for tomorrow with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm in the afternoon and a high of 80. Overcast skies tomorrow night with periods of rain and a thunderstorm late, low 64. Friday, times of clouds and sun with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm will reach a high Friday of 73. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Hey, thanks for being with us. We're curious about what your thoughts are. How are you making sense of this? Is it a heart matter for you, a head matter, a political matter, a social matter? 800-320-8255. Once you give us a call and chime in? Uh, Jim, you're live with us. What are your thoughts on this? Well, unfortunately, um, I, I, I guess I'm, I have a pattern that I try to get through with this and... Um, when I something like this, especially with little kids, I, I try to imagine as horrific as horrific as the scene might have been, what it must have been like for those those children, those innocent, beautiful children. And it allows me to grieve because these are humans; they're not statistics. Yeah. Um, yeah. My father was a policeman, and he always told me that don't don't just look at statistics; those are human beings. You know, when when people would be murdered and things like that. So I try. To, to think about that and 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 then I can pray um, for the families and um, it allows me to properly grieve and then then I just move to um, reminding myself you know we are we're a broken society our country is very much broken right now and um, just pray for leadership here um, try to be a calming voice we, we can't keep we can't fix everything for sure but there, there has to be ways that we can come together. There's not all just one side. We're going to, you know, ban all guns because that's not realistic because there's too many guns out there. Who's going around collecting all these guns? Right. That's not real, you know, but it's a great fundraising tool that, that way. Yeah. And then the other is to say that, you know, it, it, we have a right to any kind of weapon, and that, that's a great fundraising tool that way. So the sick part of this is it seems like it becomes a fundraising tool for two different sides. Yes, you're right about uh, that, Jim. The, the, the aisle and... But there, there, there could be maybe some ways to solve these things, not not eliminate them because there is evil in this world. But maybe there's a way 
and, and it's way above my pay grade that there's more security in our schools because there's so many guns out there and, and, and you know, the long I know there were policemen that shot at this guy and now these people seem to have tactical gear because that happened up in Buffalo now. So that's the new thing. These shooters are able to get through bullets, but maybe, you know, we, we you know, pay for the protection of our precious children and have some retired military people or, um, and have, you know, more severe weapons that can protect them. And then maybe we can have the conversation that, you know, maybe at 18 years old, your mind isn't fully developed. We're learning so much about the mind. Maybe we shouldn't have the ability to buy assault rifles. I agree with that. Hey, Jim, thanks an awful lot. Hey, Jim, that's a lot of sense that you spoke there. Appreciate that. I mean, I, I think it's really important. This is what Jim, what I take away here is you need to place yourself in the midst of that room. What was that shooter like? What were those moments when those kids were alone in that room? Mm-hmm. How long did how long does it take to murder 19 children? What is that like? Our prayers are directed there in that carnage. You have to place yourself in there. You have to. It's a necessary thing. We need to take a break. We're going to talk with Ann Kennedy in a few minutes. Ann's a regular guest on our show. She's from Buffalo. She's got another side of the story as well. Stay with us. One hundred one point five WORD. Doctor Charles Stanley on the Christian's life of faith. We will stumble sometimes, and uh, uh, we will fumble and fall around, and thank God, why is this coming out exactly right? He intended, listen, even though we have those ups and downs, that's okay as long as we're still making progress. The teaching of Dr. Charles Stanley on In Touch, helping you grow in Christ every day. Tomorrow morning at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. Creation Festival 2022 is your summer destination. June 29th through July 2nd at Agape Farm, Shirleysburg, PA. Featuring Zach Williams, We the Kingdom, Bethel Music, Newsboys, Dante Bow, Red, and many more. Creation Festival, a tribute to our creator. Come for the day or the entire event and go home changed. Compassion International presents Creation Festival. Get half-off tickets now while they last exclusively at wordfm.com creation. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You're not required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-786-2300. 800-786-2300. That's 800-786-2300. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred. 
If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. The Mechanical Services Company has fixed HVAC systems large and small for over 100 years. For fair treatment, expert service, and affordable solutions 24-7-365, find them online at TMSCHVAC.com. The Mechanical Services Company, trusted, proven, preferred. Is your school a true partner in your child's education? They should be. Pittsburgh's Christian schools agree. If you're looking for a safe environment where kids can learn, challenge, and grow with highly qualified teachers who are not only caring but accessible, where academic excellence goes hand-in-hand with character development, consider Christian education. Right now, local Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Walnut Grove Christian School in West Mifflin. Visit wordfm.com slash tuitions. Ann Kennedy is with us. Ann's been a regular guest on our show over the years. She is the author of Nailed It, 365 Sarcastic Devotionals for Angry and Worn Out People. Ann lives in upstate New York. She's the mother of six children, her husband an Anglican priest, and always a welcome presence. Ann, welcome. How are you today? I'm doing all right. How are you guys? We're okay, Ann, but just like you, we're, uh, I don't know, if trying to make sense out of a senseless, completely senseless uh, yesterday is possible, um, but we're at least trying to be together and you know talk about it. Um, so let let's just start off your your thoughts. Well, I was busy all day yesterday, so I got home and uh, then I was glued to the news for the night, and it just seemed like uh, another uh, thing that we've gotten to be too used to. And um, for us here up in New York, it's particularly awful because. We, um, the town that I live in is the home of the person who went to Buffalo and, um, shot a lot of people just uh, a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, we are reeling here and, um, not, it's, it's horrible. That's all I can say. Yeah, it is horrible. And, and it's one of these things where you kind of go, um, I don't, Am I supposed to have an opinion about this? Am I supposed to speak out about this? To make sense of this? How do you make sense of a senseless situation? How do you have an opinion about mass murder of children? I mean, the whole thing is just overwhelming. It is overwhelming. Uh, and I, well, I'm sort of grateful because uh, as a Christian, I don't really feel like I have to uh, have an opinion. I don't have to know everything immediately because I can pray immediately even though that is a response that I've seen online is not welcome more and more in this particular crisis. I, I've been really surprised by the number of people who've said, uh, you don't, don't send thoughts and prayers. Right. Um, I don't think we should send thoughts. I think we should actually implore God to uh, not only help us make sense of it, but help us know how to reach out to the people who are devastated right now. Mm-hmm. And also, I just, I, I keep coming back to the fact that the, I think repentance has to be job one here because I, you look at a situation that our country's in that has gone so far south. And I don't mean as far as direction. I mean, as far as just, it seems like anarchy and darkness and violence all around us. And I think our only way forward is asking pleading with the Holy Spirit to show us where we have gone wrong and how we can possibly change for the future. I mean, I just don't see any other way we're going to be able to see clearly here. I That's totally true. Repentance is the best and first thing. 
And I mean, I think the chief place of repentance should be the the grief of of realizing that forcing people to make their own meaning for their lives and not having a, a social um, and theological structure that provides that gives people meaning, gives them a sense of who they are and what their purpose in life is, is the first and greatest thing to lament before anything else yeah. because that is too great a weight for any one person to to bear and we have um it's why god tells us who we are because he uh he's the only one who can give that answer and when we corporately say we don't want that answer and that we're going to find another answer well then we are we're, we're we're holding we're trying to do something that we cannot do and um so we have to say be sorry about that first, and then plead with God to begin to show us how, as Christians, we can come into the darkness and begin to answer those questions in a deeper way than we have ever had to ask them in the last hundred years. Other generations of Christians have had to give this answer to the world, but we in the West have really not had to, and now we do. We really need to get our answers straight, our identity straight, and then go out, because the people um, are literally perishing, um, not metaphorically, but spiritually and bodily perishing, and they need um, immediate answers, but more than that, they need the true and perfect and good answer to every uh, everything in the world. And our answers straight, our identity straight, it's, it's difficult, especially now in this fractured world, because uh, as you all know, we all know, we have done ourselves, the, the body of Christ, a great disservice because we act as poorly as the world. So we've lost our ability to be the, the beacon in many ways because the world looks at us and goes, well, look, you're a bunch of hypocrites. I mean, you, you know, your dirt and is out are. of dirt. Yeah, of course we are. Yeah, we are. I mean, that should be the first thing that we stand up and say, you know, like, if you're upset with us for saying that we're praying for you, that's probably because we we didn't do a great job of praying, or we said we were going to pray and then we didn't, or we didn't pray really for what really mattered. So, sorry, you know, I'm sorry. Second of all, I am going to pray. Like, I'm going to pray because that's the only, God is the only person who can show us our way out of this as a in a corporate sense or in an individual sense. Um, and so it takes a little courage. It takes being able to be uh, endure the shame of having been a hypocrite and being wrong and um, clinging to Jesus in the middle of that and, and then caring more about the world than our own, um, our own reputation at this point, which isn't that great, as you just said. We don't have that much to lose because it's already terrible. So uh, stand up and be a Christian now because because you didn't do it yesterday. Yeah. Ann Kennedy's with us, author of Nailed It, 365 Sarcastic Devotionals for Angry and Worn-Out People. Um, last question for you, Ann, before you leave us. Um, you mentioned that the um, perpetrator in the Buffalo shooting um, was someone from your area. Um, is there any information about that is there any you know lament in your community or area about this or what's that experience been like for you it's actually been really shocking to me because 
he was from a town very near uh, where our church is, about five minutes, and he went to my daughter's college for a semester, and a lot of people here know him, people in our church, um, you know, knew his family, know his family. And what has been really astonishing is that many people in that town, including his family, have received such horrible death threats and anger that the community is utterly fractured. There is not a coming together of people in support. And uh, the the anger and the, the I mean, violence begets violence. So, the, you know, we've had a violent, horrible thing, and, and that sentiment is just spinning out rather than becoming, um, you know, nobody's pausing to consider what that produces. So that's part of the, the horror of this. I think our community is so stressed and in many, many different ways, which is why this this young man did this thing. And so I can't imagine what it's like in Texas right now, but I imagine it's, I mean, it's much worse because it's, um, it's well, they, the news comes immediately. The media comes immediately and right. starts to tell you what you have to think. And then that really disorients an already disorienting situation. So we could really use prayer up here as well. Chaos ensues. And thank you for being with us to offer some insight. Seriously, prayers for you, for your area, and for the nation as well. So thank you as always. Thank you so much. And Kennedy. Let's open up the phone lines again at 800-320-8255. Tell us what you think about yesterday. How are you making sense of it? Are you making sense of it? What's your grieving like? What do we do? 800-320-8255. As a veteran media sales professional, a six-figure income is within your reach. I'm Andrew Pawaski, General Sales Manager of Word FM. Here at Salem Media Pittsburgh, we offer highly experienced sales and marketing professionals like you all the support and tools necessary to reach your earning potential through custom on-air campaigns, unique events, and over 50 social media and digital products. To learn more about our open position, please email me at andrew at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media is an equal opportunity employer. Remember the starter home? Young marrieds or singles just starting out in life, buying that first house? We did it. I bet you did, too. Wasn't that a glorious feeling? It sure beats renting. Sadly, starter homes have basically vanished because, as we all know, housing prices have gone through the roof. The good news in all this? Cash out refinance. Now, if you bought a starter home or any home within the past decade, you're sitting on a gold mine. Reinvest in your home. Cash out the equity in your home and do something awesome. Get rid of your debt. Cash out refinancing makes sense because United Faith Mortgage is the preferred lender here at Word FM. Their commitment to us is because they are us. Faith and family is who they are, and that's a big deal. Plus, United Faith Mortgage has the direct lender advantage, and that's big. Plus, they'll pay $500 of your appraisal fee on your refinance. Refinance today. United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, it's more than a team name. A warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. 
to learn as they cultivate academic excellence and a lifelong love of learning from kindergarten to senior year and to lead through Christian character and integrity. Are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School just 15 minutes north of Cranberry where warriors are made at ourpcs.org. The word around town is that Pittsburgh homeowners are choosing doing it right when it comes to their roofing, siding, and remodeling projects. That's because since 1984, doing it right roofing, siding, remodeling continues to set the bar through clear communication and an installation that's second to none. Doing It Right employs only the most experienced professionals to install and oversee your project. They'll stop at nothing to ensure your satisfaction. Doing business honestly, taking no money down and no payment until the job is complete. Doing It Right will ensure all work is installed to the industry's highest standards, then back it all up with their lifetime workmanship warranty. As a prestigious, multi-award winning Owens Corning Platinum Contractor, as well as a VSI certified installation contractor, you can't go wrong with Doing It Right. Mention Johnny Cathy for a discount off your estimate. Call 724-NEW-ROOF for a free project evaluation or visit roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. So that's really interesting. So we talked to Ann Kennedy, and there she is in upstate New York, where last week... The shooter at uh, the Topps grocery store in Buffalo, New York, he's from. And so what she says is really interesting, and I, I thought about this as well. Once the news media descends upon the site of the tragedy, mm-hmm. of course, that's just fuel to the fire. It is, and they tell you what to think about it. That was really interesting. Yep. Uh, and then, of course, everyone becomes... Uh, Part of the machine. Right. Caught up in it. You, you imagine these big satellite dishes and the news vans and the celebrity uh, layer of heartbreak and then the pundits. Are, and it's that's the worst of America in the 21st century, the absolute worst, Jeez. where there's mass murder and then media. Right. And then we're going to pile on top of it. I mean, you can't imagine how that is. What what Anne said that, you know, Christians rightfully so, you know, you, you get pummeled for saying and it's that for the expression thoughts and prayers right. it always seems so trite it does yes it does let me interrupt 800-320-8255 if you want to call and give your thoughts your and ideas and your prayers we'll take it all 800-320-8255 thoughts and prayers sounds trite and again it's one of those platitudes that Josh Brown was talking about in the in the four o'clock half hour um, that it's not helpful for people to say, oh, you know, I'll, I'll think about you and pray for you. However, how about not saying it, but doing it? Yeah. So you don't have to tweet it out. You don't have to do whatever. But how about you just actually do it? But the deal is, as believers, we should be. And I think most of us, a lot of us are doing this regardless whether it's a national tragedy or a national celebration. That you're in your prayer life, that your prayer life yeah, is active. But here, yeah, but when something, I don't know. I mean, I, listen, when something happens that affects a community of people, whether that's a small neighborhood or a country, whatever it is, having it. somebody say, I'm praying for you, I think that, that is extremely valuable. Yes, without a doubt. But it's much more valuable for you to actually... The, the intentionality yes, and the power of it. it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. really, instead of me sitting at home watching Netflix, I'll spend the evening in prayer. Mm-hmm. 
Now, of course, the naysayers will go, well, what? What good does that do? Right. Well, well you've been praying all well, this okay. time. Yeah. Nothing's changed. Right. Okay, well, let me just say this then. If you are outside the community and think that prayer doesn't matter, then that's fine. But I, if you're I, a believer. But I think it is. I think it does. And so I will. I mean, some naysayers are saying, what, what good does that do? You well, can have a conversation with them about it, but it shouldn't stop you from doing it. No. And what does it change? Certainly it changes you. Mm-hmm. Prayer is never wasted. And that is what we need more than anything. At this moment, when everyone's pointing the finger at the other guy, right. the other camp, the other party, whatever it is, I'd much, much, much rather see everybody just look at themselves and say, what do I need to change? What do I need to adjust? Instead of trying to get the speck out of your brother's eye but at the same time not dissolve into the woodwork either that you should stand up and be counted that you should stand up be and strong. be counted but repent first yeah. we need to step away five o'clock break a little news update as well we'll see you on the flip side during the five o'clock hour more ahead here on the ride home pittsburgh's christian talk this is word fm Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. She was very happy and very outgoing. Loved to dance and sing and play sports. She was into family, enjoy being with the family. Syria Arizmendi describes her 10-year-old niece, Eliana Garcia, who was killed in the Robb Elementary School shooting. About 30 minutes before the bloodbath, Salvador Ramos made three social media posts. Ramos posted that he was going to shoot his grandmother, then that he had shot the woman, and finally that he was going to shoot up an elementary school. The 18-year-old high school dropout legally bought two rifles just days soon after his birthday. Investigators have shed no immediate light on the motive. He had no known criminal or mental health history, according to the Texas governor. This is SRN News. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero Zero right now. Get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest. Now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. Have you ever thought you'd like to buy and sell houses but didn't know how or where to get the money? My name is Ron Legrand, and over the past 40 years, I've bought over 3,000 houses without using my money or credit and taught thousands to do the same. Today, even in a virtual environment, we buy nice houses and nice neighborhoods using no banks, realtors, contractors, or other costly entanglements, and build huge cash flow and wealth without the hassle of tenants, all without credit and little or no money. 
You don't need a license or experience, and I'll show you exactly how it's done. Text RON to 99799, and I'll send you my free training. I promise I'll change the way you think about real estate and open the door to a new lifestyle that doesn't involve risk or rehabs and can quickly replace your current income. Text RON to 99799 and let me show you how to take your life back and build cash flow and wealth from your home. That's RON to 99799. Again, text RON to 99799. If a super flexible schedule, great benefits, paid time off, and a signing bonus sound good, consider NAMS Transportation. NAMS has provided safe transportation to Northern Allegheny County and Pittsburgh seniors for over 40 years. Van drivers start at $17 an hour, sedan drivers at $14 an hour, plus a $2,000 signing bonus for part-time drivers and a $4,000 signing bonus for full-time. Must be 25 or older, no CDL required. Call 412-406-8611 today. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred for all mechanical systems. Heating and air, our team has got you covered. Maintenance, service, installs and repair. Call us when you need comfort. Online at TMSCHVAC.com. The Mechanical Services Company. Partly to mostly cloudy skies for tonight with a low of 59. Variable cloudiness for tomorrow with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm in the afternoon and a high of 80. Overcast skies tomorrow night with periods of rain and a thunderstorm late, low 64. Friday, times of clouds and sun with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm will reach a high Friday of 73. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmett. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Peace be with you, wherever you are at this moment. Is this you, Kathy? This is... Uh, this is I think it's probably this most people. I'm leaving today to go to work. Uh, of course, our children are much older than those poor children who were murdered yesterday. But you can't not help. I mean, my kids are in college, and you know, I'm putting my arm around them. Mm-hmm. I'm looking them in the eye. You know, I'm loving on them a little extra today because I want a see. I want to see them again. Mm-hmm. I want to come back home and be with them. I want to be with my family again. Mm-hmm. Now, what happened yesterday, of course, destroyed forever. How many families? over something just so deeply senseless, over whatever. Who's to say what this is all about? But I think it makes you, it draws you closer, which is a blessing, of course. Yeah. But here we are once again. We've talked about this during the 4 o'clock hour. Here we are. This is America. You know, whether it's 20 years ago or yesterday, we are all on the same journey of heartbreak and horror. And at the same time, at least for me, I don't want to read. I don't want to watch. I don't want to ingest this because I've seen it. I've done it. Right. You know the story. You know how it ends. At the same time, you want to honor those families. I need to see those children's faces. I need to say their name. I need to think deeply about those babies who were killed and the horror that they experienced in the last right. horrific moments of their lives. It's a necessity, I think, to be alive, to, to engage in that. Mm-hmm. But boy, is it ugly and deep and dark. It sure is. 
One thing I've been thinking about, though, this came up when the Sandy Hook disaster unfolded. And I was in, we all were in disbelief. It's a shocking thing. It's just. To this day. Just appalled and overwhelmed by it. And um, I think that for me, it's so crucial to think about what God is like and how Jesus, his name meant meant God with us. That was his name. So that's how close he is to us. That's his name. And I've thought a lot about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego um, in the furnace. And how that's become like a fun children's story. You know, the kids sing the song and whatever. And uh, It's a horrific story. Yes, it is. It's a horrific story of authoritarian violence and persecution. Um, And it's a terrible children's story. But they... They said, we believe that God will rescue us. But even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't, we're not going to bow to you. We, but but I'm, we're still confident that he is going to rescue us. But when they went in there, there was a fourth man who was with them. And that was Jesus himself in that furnace with them. So it is not beyond... It's not in the realm of hope. It is in the realm of reality to think that in that room with those kids, that Jesus was there, that there was another man who was there. Because that's what God is like. That's what he does. And why it is that those kids weren't rescued, why, that, why is it that they don't live today, I have no idea. But I do know that that's who Jesus is. It's his, that's, his, that's his heart. And there will come a day, there will come a day when justice will be done and life will be restored. Yeah. But until then, Jesus does stand in the furnace. He does. It's our only hope. Our only hope. But as believers, what can we do? What's our response? You know, you see the world right now, of course, everyone's, as we always do, we point the finger. We bring up politics. We bring up social ills. We bring up, you name it, of course. We we are all deeply well aware of the pattern that has been set for us that we engage in willfully. Right? We do. I often think about, you know, um, my mom used to talk about Pearl Harbor Day. And what a shock that was to the system. And she said, you know, people didn't go to church for the day. Many people went to church and essentially lived there. Mm -hmm. That they couldn't bear to come out of the pews. That they needed to be connected in some way. Mm -hmm. And that always stuck with me because you think, there are people right now who who are worshiping, who are in prayer. And they will not come out of that cycle, that they are so invested in that communication, the tenderness. 
in their despair and brokenness, they choose to be with Jesus no matter what. Because the world's too harsh of a place. It's too dark of a place, too deep of a place. And so the response is, what? I engage in this. Well, I'm going to go on Facebook, on Twitter. That's my answer there. I'm going to go on, listen to, you know, to cable news. That's the answer there. Where is the answer? Because the heart's so complex and the emotions are so raw and so deep and so painful. What do you do? I think in some ways the necessity is that we force ourselves, force ourselves to look at those babies' photos. Mm-hmm. I need to see their bright mm-hmm. and sweet and shining faces. Mm-hmm. I need to. Mm-hmm. As painful as that is. Yeah. You need to in- ingest that in your life to see the innocence of to who they were. To see why it matters. Mm-hmm. To see why this matters. Why this should be a turning point in America. And at the same time, I also see the news media wanting to lift up the shooter that we should be interested in his life. Now, I don't know a lot about it, but from what I've read today, he led a bad life. Terrible life. A sad life. Yeah. That he was bullied. That he was brutalized. Ignored. Mm -hmm. Crushed on his life. And so you fall into darkness and despair. That's us. Yeah, we all do that. We're culpable in that, mm-hmm. right? We're part of that. Our anger, our ugliness, our rage, it all permeates. And you had a gun to that? It's a good recipe. It's the recipe for where we are in the 21st century, right? Throughout the next hour, we're going to open up the phone lines. We'd love to hear from you. Anything that you have to offer, whether you're try how you've processed or are processing what happened yesterday, what you think we need to do, how we, uh, as people of faith, can pray, whatever you want to add to the conversation, we're happy to hear from you. But we need to take a quick break right now. And uh, when we do come back, the psychiatrist is in. Dr. Kurt Thompson's been a regular guest on our show over the decades. He'll be with us next. Stay with us. We're Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's Word FM. WORD. What would you do if someone very influential and powerful told you to be quiet about your faith? That's exactly what happened to Skillet's John Cooper. I'm telling you, you could be the biggest band. You've got to stop talking about Jesus. He said, imagine the good you could do for Jesus if you had a lot of money. Standing for truth in the chaos of a relativistic world. Next time on Family Life Today with Dave and Ann Wilson. Tomorrow morning at 9 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. Your first house, it looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's a place to gather. For others, a place to rest. And for others, it's a place that was a place to rest or gather until they built a stadium two blocks away, and now all you hear is a roaring crowd or someone asking if you're ready to rock. No, you are not ready to rock. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than trying to drown out 40,000 people by speaking really loudly. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. The Mechanical Services Company has fixed HVAC systems large and small for over 100 years. For fair treatment, expert service, and affordable solutions 24-7, 365. Find them online at tmschvac.com. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred. 
Is your prostate waking you up more often than your alarm clock? The fact is, the older you get, the more likely you'll have prostate problems, which can affect your everyday life. That's where Prostate Complete by Real Health comes in. Prostate Complete is the result of 20 years of experience as a leader in men's health. The powerful formula in Prostate Complete supports natural prostate function and reduced urinary urges for a better quality of life. Available at Walmart. Visit ProstateOnePerDay.com for special offers. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our To Have and To Hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HenneyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. Spring means new beginnings and growth. So let's get your business's seeds planted with Salem Surround. Let us help your website bring you the leads your business needs to thrive. Let's make sure people find you faster and easier on the web. Our amazing team of media strategists are here to serve you with boots on the ground and real-world expertise. We live right here and know the communities you're trying to reach. We're media strategists, and we're very, very good at what we do. So let's grow together. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Dr. Kurt Thompson is with us. Dr. Thompson's been a regular guest on our show over the years. His latest book is called The Soul of Desire. Kurt, welcome back. How are you today? John and Kathy, thanks so much for having me again. Um, And uh, especially on a day that uh, there's so much to be somber about. Kurt, if we ever needed to talk about um, what it would, how we could imagine a different life. You know, or how we could reimagine. Um, and I, and I guess first I'll ask you, we're talking about a particular chapter in your book that I've, for those of you watching online, um, at the, at, um, on YouTube at the word Pittsburgh, uh, you can see the book here. Um, imagining is a term that you use in this chapter, but you don't use it in a way of like daydreaming. Uh, imagining is more concrete to you. Can you talk about it? Right. Well, in some respects, we like to say, as far as the brain is concerned, there's nothing that any of us do as humans with our bodies, whether I pick up a glass of water or I walk down the street, uh, that I don't first imagine doing. It requires my capacity literally to image in my mind what it is that I'm about to do. It's where we get the word imagine, image it. But basically, I am anticipating a future state, I mean, I mean, and it comes up as an image And I actually have to do this to do absolutely anything that I do with intention. It doesn't mean that I have to do anything to flinch uh, in response to something that frightens me. That's an automatic response. But anything that I do with intention, I have to first imagine it. And one of the things that trauma and violence does uh, and this, and we would say that this has been with us as humans from the third chapter of Genesis forward, uh, that trauma does not just shatter our stories. It also shatters our capacity to imagine that our future story can be any different than our traumatized one. Mm. And so when I talk, you're right, Kathy, I, I do mean not just daydreaming. I mean that 
um, if someone were to say, uh, you know, just so for instance, uh, for those folks in Texas who, I mean, and I, however this is going to roll out, like at some point those children will go back to school and before they do, they're going to have to imagine that. And one wonders how are they, how in the world are they going to do that? Mm-hmm. How is it? Because all that we, it's very difficult to imagine a world now in which, uh, I'm not just simply afraid. Mm-hmm. And, and so, uh, this is what trauma tends to do. It tends to shatter my capacity to imagine a future that is anything other than the terror that I experience in the midst of the trauma. And so I find all kinds of ways then to avoid the future. I avoid going back to that space or I'm going to do what I can to not pay attention to that thing that I'm imagining. I'm going to pretend this thing didn't happen and I'm going to imagine a world in which it or in which it can't happen and, and in so doing my brain has to burn a ton of energy i was listening to your show and as you were talking earlier about uh the four men in the fire i mean we weren't there and we weren't going to try to we're not going to try to overly psychologize the biblical text but one thing that we would say is that as they spoke to nebuchadnezzar right even if god does not deliver us they were imagining beyond the fire. Mm-hmm. They were imagining beyond it. There was something about the life that they had in God that enabled their imagination to circumvent their trauma. Something about what they were doing together, something about what they had been doing, right? This isn't just three guys who happened to be yanked out of nowhere. These are people who had been immersed in following their God. They, along with Daniel, had been immersed in the practices of what it meant to believe and live as if we were loved by a God, even in the middle of all the violence that their people had experienced at the hand of the Babylonians already. They were not, uh, these three these three cats were not immune to violence. Like they were aware of it. I mean, their, their countrymen had been dragged 600 miles across the desert to be in this space. And so what we find then that when violence overtakes our imagination, what we really need is somebody else to help us imagine things while our imaginations are trying to catch up. Hmm. Now, we of course need this in trauma, but the reality is that this is how life begins. When newborns and infants and toddlers are in the world, we who are their parents, we are imagining things for them. We have to imagine certain things, including uh, how we put on eventually how we put on our clothes. We have to imagine how to eat for them. We have to imagine all sorts of things that we are doing. We take them places. We teach them things. Our imagining things is waiting for their imagination and their brains to catch up. Hmm. And what trauma often does, I mean, and, and hopefully, you know, by the time they're 18 years old, right, their imaginative capacity will help them not just simply fall down in Safeway and have a tantrum, like they might have when they were 18 months of age. But when we have trauma, trauma typically really interrupts our prefrontal cortex's capacity to regulate all of the terror and all of the shame and all of the disintegrating emotional forces that are coming up from below the front part of the brain. And so 
I am no longer able to imagine what I want to do in the face of the things that I feel. Instead, my feelings are the things that are running the show. My terror runs the show, and so I don't go certain places, or I run away from certain places, or I avoid certain relationships, or I avoid certain activities, or I only do certain things because I can't imagine being comfortable and confident in that space on my own. And so this is where the whole notion of where when we, in, in the book, we talk about this idea that the, 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 the fourth verse of the 27th Psalm, where the psalmist opens this verse by reading, one thing I asked of the Lord, this will, this only will I seek. This notion that I'm going to have to do just one thing at a time. And so when I'm afraid and I need you to imagine things for me, if I had a, if I had a near drowning event in a pool and you say, well, Kurt, come to the pool with me. I, I can't imagine coming to the pool. It's too big a picture. And if you were to say to me, Kurt, I just want you to imagine this one thing. I don't want you to come with your swim trunks. I just want you to come and imagine that you and I are going to sit on the side of the pool uh, while everybody else is in the, in the water. We're just going to sit on the side of the pool and I'm just, we're just going to hang out together. We're not going to get in. I can imagine that one thing, if that's all I have to do. Hmm. And if you can get me that far, long enough, then the next time I come, I might put my trunks on and just put my feet in the pool. But you're going to be with me in the course of doing that because you're already imagining something. And you're not trying to imagine with me that I'm going to be in 12 feet of water. You're just trying to imagine me sitting on the edge of the pool with my feet in the, with my feet in the water. Hmm. And with progression – Eventually, it can get me into 12 feet of water, but not because you first imagined with me getting into 12 feet of water. We're doing this a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time, and it takes time. I don't like, first of all, I don't learn how to swim after a near drowning event by reading about it on the internet. Hmm. That's not how I learned how to swim. I have to have an embodied encounter with you. And this is where we say that this one thing I asked of the Lord, there's just one thing. I'm going to focus on one thing at a time. And so when we talk about the violence in our world, um, it's easy for us to become overwhelmed by the scope and the breadth and the depth of it, to which I would say to our listeners, what's one thing that you can do? We're not going to bring peace to the world. No, but we can have a conversation with our neighborhood, with our, with our neighbor. We can, we can ask our neighbor, how are you after the shootings in Texas? I want to be with you. How are you and your kids doing today? Just asking that one, that's one thing I can do. But we're going to do this over and over and over and over again. If I had a near drowning event in the pool, if my child were killed at school, if I have a sibling who was killed at school, it's going to take a lot of practice for me, a lot of perseverance over and over and over. When the writer says, one thing I asked of the Lord, this only will I seek. That is a phrase of perseverance. We are going to practice, practice, practice being with, being with, while one of us, while some of us are going to imagine a hopeful outcome, while we patiently perseveringly wait for the imaginations of others to catch up. Hmm. This is what every trauma therapist is doing with their patients. This is what every pastor is doing with their parishioners. This is what every parent is doing with their child. And this is what we as a community now are going to do with other community members. And we can't expect this to be healed overnight. As you were saying, I think in, in, in the show just a few minutes ago, Kathy, like ultimately this 
This is a matter for Jesus to handle. But in the meantime, for us to practice being like Jesus means that we're going to actually live like he lived here on the earth, which, you know, he didn't uh, he didn't scale his operation while he was on the earth. Like he like, the, 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 you know, the, his, if we were his disciples, we would have he, we would have trouble because he wouldn't want to do Facebook. He wouldn't want to do Instagram. He'd be like, no, I'm just right here. I'm, I'm doing this one thing just with you. But but Jesus, there are so there are billions of people to be reached. And this this is not going to be his program. His program is going to be where am I right here and now? This one thing I'm going to do this one thing with you, with you, John, with you, Kathy. Where are you as individuals? I'm going to imagine something with you and for you over and over and over again while I am patiently waiting for your imagination to catch up. Hmm. That's really wonderful. That so, good. so the idea of when you, let me give you my undivided attention. I mean, how powerful is that, right? When someone gives how us their undivided attention, right? Especially in today's world. If Jesus does that with us, we in turn should be willing to do that with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, just from a practical, like neurobiological and relational standpoint, um, you know, one of the things I would, that I would, you know, want to say to our listeners, one of the, some things that you could do that would be really practical and really helpful. Um, you, you now know of the event that happened in Texas. You don't need to know any more about it. I would say like, you don't need to listen to your news anymore today. You don't need to read about it anymore today. You don't need to read about what's, what's like, stop your news feeds. Yeah. Right. You don't need to do that. What would be good for you to do would be to be with your kids and be with your neighbors and be curious and be with them and to co-imagine with them what you're going to do today to create comfort and confidence in your community. This is not about we're going to like call our senators and call our representatives and how, you know, how, how, not that those things are unimportant. Of course they can be important, but that's not what gives us agency. What gives us agency is what am I going to do with my children? What am I going to do with my neighbors? And how am I going to pursue folks with whom I want to build peaceful, loving, kind relationships of goodness and beauty and to find out where it's hard for them to imagine a future that is beautiful and good and say, I'm going to, I'm going to imagine one with you and for you. And I'm going to wait for your imagination to catch up to mine. And I'm not leaving the room until it does. Yeah. Boy, Kurt, that is really, that is really something to practice and to imagine practicing with somebody is I'm going to sit here until your imagination catches up. I'm mm-hmm. going to sit here and stay. And step away from yeah. your newsfeed. Yeah. Dr. Kurt Thompson is with us. Please check out his most excellent book. It is, Kurt, I can read this in little tiny bits because I feel like it's there's so much to consider mm-hmm. that it's probably going to take me five years to read this. <laughs> the book is called The Soul of Desire, Discovering the Neuroscience of Longing, Beauty, and Community. Thank you, Kurt. You're very welcome. Great to be with you guys. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Dr. Kurt Thompson, The Soul of Desire. This one thing... I can imagine this in a peaceful setting, that Jesus is with us, and how do we make our communities better, stronger, safer? The Mechanical Services Company, trusted, proven, preferred. 
you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. The Mechanical Services Company has fixed HVAC systems large and small for over 100 years. For fair treatment, expert service, and affordable solutions 24-7-365, find them online at tmschvac.com. The Mechanical Services Company, trusted, proven, preferred. If you belong to a club... I think it's fair to presuppose that the effort of joining that club and then showing up for whatever the activities or events were, that you were in line with the mission statement of the club. Mm. You think? Club, organization, team. Church. Whatever that is. School. Mm -hmm. So if you went to a Christian college... Wherever you are in your walk, in some ways you would have to presuppose that the majority, the large majority of people around you were Christians and had some form of a relationship with Jesus. Now, having that said and done, I would think that it would give you a freeing aspect in your life. Is that fair to say? You would feel secure in that, you mean? Yes. Well, I think that's probably true. But I also think that as much as you're looking for that in other people, you would have to be bringing that yourself to the table. Your faith. Your faith. Your relationship. Your relationship. Your boldness. And your willingness to share it with somebody else. Be in communion, have, look for a significant relationship. I believe that happens daily at Grove City College. Look online at gcc.edu, Grove City College. Christ-centered. Creation Festival 2022 is your summer destination. June 29th through July 2nd at Agape Farm Shirleysburg, PA. Featuring Zach Williams, We the Kingdom, Bethel Music, Newsboys, Dante Bowe, Red, and many more. Creation Festival, a tribute to our creator. Come for the day or the entire event and go home changed. Compassion International presents Creation Festival. Get half-off tickets now while they last exclusively at wordfm.com slash creation. You could win $5,000 and bless an organization with $5,000 in your name when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Share your kindness with others. Go to wordfm.com to enter. That's wordfm.com. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Partly to mostly cloudy skies for tonight with a low of 59. Variable cloudiness for tomorrow with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm in the afternoon and a high of 80. Overcast skies tomorrow night with periods of rain and a thunderstorm late, low 64. Friday, times of clouds and sun with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm will reach a high Friday of 73. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. 800-320-8255. 800-320-8255. If you want to weigh in, share with us how you are processing the news of yesterday. If you feel like there's a thread of hope that you have, if there's an idea of what you think we should do, um, we're open to any and all ideas at yep. 800-320-8255. Okay, I, I'll take this. So what, right. what the doctor just said, I think was excellent, that he essentially gave everyone permission to back away yep. from your news feed, your social media feed, all that stuff 
that everyone, you know, seemingly feels addicted to, especially in times like this. I know what I know, and that's enough to know. Right. I think that's powerful. You get permission. You just, okay, that's enough. Because by me reading this, by me watching this, by me engaging more, what, does that make things better? Is that better for my health, my spiritual, my physical, my mental health? I, no, it's not. Right? It's 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 destructive in its nature by engaging again and again and again. I mean, the, we've been talking about this all, all throughout the show. The thoughts and the prayers. Okay, the thoughts and the prayers. The thoughts are one thing. The prayers are another. Yeah. Right? I mean, I would say for myself, all this is filtering from my own mental and spiritual health. Resist the urge to, to pick what? up the phone. Oh, yeah. You mean to look at the yeah. to look at the news feed. Yeah. Resist the urge. Resist the urge. Yeah. Because that's clearly not healthy. Right. It's not helping. Mm. And I think Dr. Thompson was completely right. And how often do we talk about this? But it's so true, is that you get so emotionally drained from watching the news, being on your news feed, looking at your phone, listening, whatever, watching TV, that you can't help your neighbor or you can't be a good friend to somebody because you don't have any energy left because you expended it on things that are outside your sphere. And that's just the danger of the Internet. That's the danger of this, you know, our world becoming smaller and smaller because of connection. Um, is that things that are far away seem very immediate. And it doesn't mean that we shouldn't grieve, um, but it does mean that we can't be paralyzed by it such that we are not effective uh, ambassadors for kindness and good in our own area, wherever it is. My wife's family, they're farmers in South Dakota. I think essentially they're very healthy people <laughs> because most of the time, especially, you know, with the exception of winter, they're busy out in the fields mm-hmm. or they're, you know, they're working, whether it's planting or harvesting or mending. And so they miss 99% of what you and I, you know, are a regular part of our life. A lot of those men and women go, uh, I'm sorry, what are you talking about? I don't know. There's a lot to be said for that. I don't, the necessity of staying in touch how good of a thing is that? Right. I don't know. Yeah. The imagination. That's what the doctor was talking about. How do we imagine a better world and then act upon that? Mm-hmm. We need to step away again. We're going to go with a focus on the family in just a few minutes. We're going to talk about young men and mental health. Stick around. We're talking here about Jesus, Pittsburgh's Christian talk on another day here in America where there is heartbreak. 101.5 WORD. What happens when you open God's Word every day? I'm Alan Jackson, and I have the privilege of joining you every weekday here on the radio. I see the transforming effect of God's Word daily. Lives are changed because His Word gives us insight for the challenges we face and encouragement in our walk with the Lord. Join me and let's see what God has in store for us today. A fresh look at Scripture, weekday mornings at 9.30. Alan Jackson Ministries on 101.5 WORD. Windows are us. You've tried to rest, now try the best. 
When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero, right now get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. I've always been kind of cynical towards advertising, which I know doesn't make much sense considering I'm currently recording a commercial. It's all the fluffy words that make us cynical, right? A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, a blue light special, but only, of course, if you call right now. It all kind of makes me nauseous, and yet here I am about to say that right now actually might be a once-in-a-lifetime moment for some of us, and that is the opportunity of a cash-out refinance. Arguably never has there been a moment in time like the last few years where home values have jumped at crazy historical levels, leaving all this extra money sitting inside our homes. A cash-out refinance lets you put that extra money in your pocket to use for life. If you'd like to see your options, we are United Faith Mortgage. We pay $1,000 of your closing costs on new home purchases and up to $500 of your appraisal fees on all refinances. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. The Mechanical Services Company has fixed HVAC systems large and small for over 100 years. For fair treatment, expert service, and affordable solutions 24-7, 365. Find them online at tmschvac.com. The Mechanical Services Hey, welcome back. So, of course, we've been talking about this day, and I say it's a national day of mourning because you just can't ignore the carnage that's happened. Our last guest was a psychiatrist. He gave us permission to imagine or ignore this carnage, at least for the short term, because what does it do to our mental and spiritual our, our health? At the same time, though, you can't ignore the heartbreak that families are going through. And, and also, not to be macabre, but you have to investigate in some way this poor, sick, and I, I do, I, I, this poor, sick soul who is the mass murderer. What was going on in his life? Lisa Anderson is with us. Lisa is a regular guest on our show. As she is director of Boundless and Young Adults at Focus on the Family. She hosts the Boundless Show, a weekly podcast and radio show. Hey, Lisa, welcome back. Thanks for coming along. Hey, thanks for having me. Good to be here. Lisa, um, you know, we're uh, to say that we're in complicated times, uh, it's probably an understatement. It's hard for a brain to get around all the things that we're having to take in right now. Um, but... Yeah, we were talking before you came on about the temptation to become so caught up in our newsfeed or 
what we're watching on cable TV or the horror of what we um, are reading about in social media, that we run out of energy for, for the people around us who need us. Um, and so I think that speaks to what it would be like to invest in young people and make a difference if we're so caught up in what's happening on the other side of the world or the other side of our country or whatever it is, and we become incapacitated by it, we're no good. Yeah, absolutely. And that's very, uh, hits very close to home to those of us here at Focus on the Family, because we are literally in the city uh, in the U.S. here in Colorado with the highest teen suicide rate. And so we have had to grapple with this for the past I would say five or six years where we've had this um, horrific, uh, you know, honor is not the right word. Um, that's that's what we have been uh, tagged as, um, which is crazy because we are talking about, you know, a lot of people want to stereotype and say, oh, okay, well, you know, what we have to do is get people out of poverty and what we have to do is, is X, Y, Z. Well, suicide here in Colorado is among upper middle class kids primarily. And so... Um, I think we're talking about a disenfranchised youth and young adults uh, population that really is, you know, we're, we're talking about isolation. We're talking about people who have no great guidance. I mean, you guys think of me at Boundless. We're, we're dealing primarily with college through 30-somethings. By the time I get them at Boundless, we are cleaning up much of what parents and even well-meaning Christian parents have not done in the home to instill values in their kids, a sense of applying their faith on a Tuesday, and a sense of love and care and safety that every kid needs, and our culture is not providing it. Right. Okay, so in reading about this shooter, it sounds like he had a horrific upbringing. Um, uh, Some... uh challenges speech-wise with a a stutter or an impediment and of course that was an open door for bullies to come into his life it looked as though his mother was absent and there was some drug addiction there living with a grandmother off and on Uh, you know you're talking about something different in some ways lisa and that you know the kids that you're talking about uh, having all the advantages all the privileges of what it is to grow up in an upward mobile society and then you know the flip side is someone with none of those advantages and the the two sort of intersect in some way, which is the nature of what it is to be alive and to be a, a you know a young man in this crazy world that we're living in right now. Yeah, well, and I think the key is again, like it's not just socioeconomic status; it's not just where in the U.S. you've grown up. A lot of it is who in your life has evidenced care and concern for your future. Who is nurturing you? Who is rooting for you? And I mean, it sounds a lot of people want to act very Pollyanna-ish about it, but it's a it's a real thing. I mean, we have people uh, we're we're counseling folks every day here at Focus on the Family who are, are in the church who feel lost. And I mean, if if that's the situation there where they don't feel like if they if they were in a crisis, who could they call? And people are checking the box saying no one. They don't have anyone. And that's where I'm saying when you're talking about a young adult who's heading into their 20s, making some of the biggest decisions of their life, whether that's education or their career or picking a future spouse, they have no compass uh, to get there. And that's where we've got to collectively, as, as parents, as people in the church, put our arms around today's youth and say, we've got you. Where are you? What's going on? I, you need to be able to be seen and heard and that you have that sense of care from someone outside yourself, um, you know, really to, to see that success moving forward. Mm-hmm. 
We, we live in so deeply separated, isolated environments, right? I mean, look, I've got two, two sons. These are good guys, you know, from outward appearances, but they do spend time on social media. You know, they'll, they'll go back into their laptops and I think, what exactly is going on? So how do you do that? I mean, even in my own home, Lisa, uh, sometimes my boys are strangers to me. I can't imagine, you know, when kids come to you, um, what that looks like, you know, there's even greater distance there. Yeah, well, there sure is. And I think uh, first and foremost, adults, uh, parents in particular, have to set the example. So if kids are saying, well, you know, I, I would love to be more connected to my family, but my parents are always working or my parents are always on, on their tech. I mean, it's like, you know, you, you think about, uh, we, we talk jokingly almost about the family dinner table and we blame it on the teenagers and others being too caught up in tech, but mm-hmm. My goodness. I mean, I talk with adults at Church and Beyond who are talking about binge-watching five different shows in a week. I'm like, what in the world? Who is, you know, who is getting outside of the digital universe? I mean, you talk about people that are, you know, they're getting into their avatars and the metaverse and the stuff. It it will take over our lives if we don't uh, address it seriously. And and I think we got to come at it, you know, from a spiritual standpoint of what What's our purpose? What are we going after here? In fact, we, we have a classic article at Boundless um, that was published by uh, Albert Moeller, and uh, we, it's called The Marks of Manhood. And it's literally 12 different points of what it means to grow men and the qualities that they have to have heading into adulthood. And these are things to chase after. They don't just happen. You don't get them by osmosis. And so we've got to be more aggressive in cultivating the lives of our young adults. And that is a community process, a church process. I mean, obviously, mom and dad, super important. Grandparents, super important. Siblings, super important. But, you know, when, when, a, when a child's baptized in my church, I'm always really cognizant of the fact that there's a question that's asked to us. Are yep. you going to come around this child? Are you going to, um, to be part of the nurture and admonition of this child? And, when we say yes, that's a huge responsibility that we are going to model Christ for that child as it grow, as the child grows up. And I think of the people who modeled Jesus for me at my mom's church when I was growing up. I mean, I can think of them right now in my mind. They were significant parts of my life, even though they might not have imagined it. They were the people I looked at when I showed up on Sunday. And those were the people who were like, wow, that's what a Christian looks like. It's what a Christian does. What, And that's our responsibility call. that's our call yeah and absolutely i mean kevy the same thing happens at my church we actually are told to raise our right hands if we are committing to be involved in the lives of these babies um and you know as they're being dedicated and baptized and and i think like you know now again thinking of of what we have here at boundless dealing with young adults i go after my audience all the time and i say you guys Let's, let's get mentors. You need to get people in your lives. You know, and you're not going to go and ask someone to mentor you for 25 years. That's overwhelming. You're going to ask them to do breakfast or coffee with you. And you're going to just ask them a question. Maybe it's about crafting a budget. Maybe it's about asking that girl out, you know, just something that they can help you with. The, the problem is, you guys, my audience, my young adults are coming back to me and they're saying, Lisa, we're doing that. We're going into our church. We're going after the older adults, the empty nesters, and they're turning us down. 
they're saying, I don't have time or I don't have anything to offer or I don't really know what to do with young people. And so that's why I'm like, church, wake up. We've got to get around this and realize that we all have something to offer. We're all older than someone. We're all younger than someone. And this has to go both ways. Yeah. I mean, you look at society today, right? I mean, things are so fragmented anyway. So uh, it's hard, I think, for a lot of people for, you know, to look at a younger generation and go, uh, to be honest, I don't know anything about Fortnite or I don't know anything about Snapchat or, you know, so what do I have in common? How do I break through with someone who's invested in that, living that life when I'm just some old guy? Well, the first thing is, uh, is realize that, man, there's a lot of especially Gen Zers out there who are so over the social media enterprise. I can't tell you how many like 18 and 19 year olds I'm talking to who are like, nope, I'm off of social media. I had to give it up. It was just too, I've got too much else going on. So don't be discouraged by the fact that they are very digitally native. I mean, they are, but they're kind of over it emotionally. And so be okay with that. The second thing is, inviting is always going to be your number one strategy to get into the lives of young adults. So when I say inviting, I'm saying just like have after church on a Sunday, grab a 20 something, grab a, grab a teen, grab a college student and say, come on over for lunch or let's go out and grab some or hang, hang out while I'm, you know, working on this project. To be an inviter and, into, and to invite them into your space is the number one thing you can do. You think of the average young adult. They have moved to a new town for a job or for college or whatever. They're away from their family of origin. They're just, again, they just need people in their life. They need connection. And so to be invited into a family who's going to say, hey, we want to include you. We want to be that person. Uh, you're going to be the coolest person on the block. We're doing this at my church with, with the high schoolers. I mean, it's like, guys, you know, men in the church, I don't care if you're like a, a weirdo, introverted engineer. Guys want, you know, you don't have to be some, like, cage match MMA guy. <laughs> Just come in and share of your life and talk about what average life looks like and your hobbies and, and just listen. That is a great way to get started off on the right foot with younger folks. Fabulous. That's great encouragement, Lisa. Thanks for that. Okay, hey, before you leave us, talk to us about the Boundless Show and where people can find you. Absolutely. Well, that's where we're going after every day what it looks like to grow up into adulthood. Um, in the areas of relationships, faith, and adulthood, so career, finances, all that stuff, boundless.org. They can find the show there, a bunch of articles, and just a community that wants to root for each other as we mature collectively in Christ. Fabulous. Lisa, always a always pleasure. Always good to talk to you, Lisa. Thank you so much. Thank Lisa you. Anderson from Focus on the Family, The Boundless Show, the weekly podcast, and the radio show. Focus on the Family, of course, airs here several times a day at 101.5 Word FM. Before Bamboo HR, <laughs> I feel like crying just thinking about it. We were still handling everything via paper, and we literally had paper stack. It was all in spreadsheets and, like, folders. From the moment I started using it, I felt calmer. As soon as we started using the Bamboo, like, onboarding checklist, I mean, <laughs> it was extremely easy. Headcount, turnover, uh, years of service. Like, there's just so many different reports that I use at different points in time. I'm, like, totally set free to focus on the people, to focus on development, to focus on team dynamics. It's freeing me up to do more of the stuff that actually matters in HR, 
which is interacting with people, learning from them, and then building stuff for them. Everything is in this one place. I can't even imagine what it would be like without Bamboo HR. We're Bamboo HR, and we'd love to set you free to do great work. Come try our award-winning all-in-one HR software for free with no strings attached. Visit BambooHR.com slash HR for this free trial offer. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred for all mechanical systems. Heating and air, our team has got you covered. Maintenance, service, installs and repair. Call us when you need comfort. Online at TMSCHBAC.com. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred. The word around town is that Pittsburgh homeowners are choosing doing it right when it comes to their roofing, siding, and remodeling projects. That's because since 1984, doing it right, roofing, siding, remodeling continues to set the bar through clear communication and an installation that's second to none. Doing it right employs only the most experienced professionals to install and oversee your project. They'll stop at nothing to ensure your satisfaction, doing business honestly, taking no money down and no payment until the job is complete. Doing It Right will ensure that all work is installed to the industry's highest standards. Then, back it all up with their lifetime workmanship warranty. As a prestigious, multi-award winning Owens Corning Platinum Contractor, as well as a VSI Certified Installation Contractor, you can't go wrong with Doing It Right. Mention John and Kathy for a discount off your estimate. Call 724-NEW-ROOF for a free project evaluation or visit roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. Want it done right, call doing it right. Ehrlich Pest Control's pest-free 365 solution works year-round to protect your home from unwanted pests. Choose pest-free and visit jcerlich.com to save $50 on your first pest-free 365 service. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. So what I've taken from today's show is this. Whatever community I'm part of, whatever community that you are part of, your friends, your circle, your church, your neighborhood, invest in them tonight, today. Connect. Be with other people. Step away from social media, from cable, from whatever. The morass, the heartache, that's still going to be there. But what good does it do you to engage deeper into this? It's harmful to you spiritually. Mm -hmm. So connect. Right. And what good can you do for those around you to take the focus off yourself and engage with other people? Yep. That's the best thing. Yep. Be a good dad or a good mom or be a good daughter or son. You'd be a good sibling, be a good friend, be a good babysitter or dog sitter or whatever it is you're called to do. Be good and kind and let the fruits of the Spirit be living and alive in you tonight. Love, joy, peace, mm-hmm. patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Take let, a walk in the neighborhood. Let those all be active in your life. Amen to that. I mean, be out there, be social, because everybody's in the same boat. I believe that's true, right? Everyone's kind of, what? You got a bad taste in your mouth. You got a bad thought in your head. The country is in a very sorry state. (sighs) Yeah, there's no doubt about that. But I'm telling you, I am telling you that repentance is our way forward. Mm -hmm. It is. Just 
asking God openly, what is it? How have I contributed to the society being the way it is? And show me a different way. And in the meantime, to look ahead to the judgment and the justice mm-hmm. of the Lord, yeah. because that clearly is coming will, sooner rather it, than later. It will come. Yeah. It will come. Anyway, always a great pleasure to be with you, a privilege to be with you as part of our broadcast family. You can find us, of course, but don't tonight. <laughs> Step away. You'll find us if you yeah, want to find, find us. find us on Twitter or on Facebook blah, blah. or wherever. Be but we'll the, see you back here tomorrow. All right. Peace be with you, to you and yours. Have yourself a restful night. God willing, we will see you tomorrow. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. This is Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com for Town Hall. Special counsel John Durham's prosecution of former Hillary Clinton campaign attorney Michael Sussman has uncovered how her 20... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.